Philadelphia. Hello, everybody, live from the Awesome Sauce Studios, where you can go get your free packet of ketchup right now at awsm.co. Thank you very much, Vince awesome, Quinn. Well, awesomesauce.co. Awesomesauce.co. So you almost got it. Oh, did I say .com? Well, you just said awesome, A-W-S-M, and you were so worried about oh, right. spelling I awesome was. correctly that you I forgot the, the sauce. So it's awesomesauce.co. <laughs> awesomesauce.co. Uh, and uh, we have a, a lot of lovely things, including Vince Quinn's bingo game, which is coming to you live on draft night for round one, which we will get into in a little bit. But I have got a bone to pick. And thank you for waiting, by the way. We accidentally bought another studio. So that's <laughs> why there was a delay. And uh, it's 15 minutes away from where we're recording now. And uh, way more on that later when it's actually built and ready to go and things like that. But that's where our attention has been. I appreciate you so much for hanging in there, especially all the family and the discord. But um, I've got a bone to pick with Vince Quinn. <laughs> Not three, four weeks ago. Now we're in the middle of it. We're almost here in the draft. And yeah. we're, we've been through a million things. But this man sitting to my right was so against Kyler Murray when, you know, Russell Wilson happened to be available. And he said something along the lines of four first round picks for Kyler Murray would be infinitely stupid and blah, blah, blah. And now two and a half months later where this Kyler Murray thing is not going away. And by the way, thank you very much for everyone telling us that this is a nothing burger of a story. And now like there's a big possibility they could trade it. Now this man wants to trade four firsts for <laughs> Kyler Murray and say, let's go your explanation, please. On how you changed your mind in a couple of weeks. I'm a fickle, restless man. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's start there. I'm that a makes fickle, two of us. I'm a fickle, restless man. I remember exactly what happened when I was doing this. I'm walking down the street. It was hot as shit. It's like 85 degrees. Uh, oh, he's on one of his walks. Everybody. I, was, I, yeah. I was on a little stroll. We were getting things set up at the, at the other location, but I, I had some time to kill him. On a stroll, I, I open up Twitter. I see, oh, Kyler's agent pulled the deal with the Cardinals, and I'm like, ah, yeah, fuck it, why not? Like that's <laughs> that's really what it was, and then it caused this massive uproar. And like, I I apologize, but here's what happened: is one, there's a couple of things. Russell Wilson, when he got traded, and what the market was, what the world was, because again, we talked uh, maybe yeah, the world was, was different. The, maybe, well, it was. I mean, think about was it the last time that we did we did a show. Uh, was when I just found out about all the salary cap stuff and how much it was yes, skyrocketing. Yes. So <laughs> the world is different. It's just it's a different world. It I was mean, the same world. No, it's not. Well, in it's, your world, yes, that's, that's right. My world has radically changed. So <laughs> I, I'm looking at everything. I'm like, all right. So reviewing where everything's been. Uh, Devontae Adams is a first-round pick and a second-round pick. Okay, Tyreek Hill, a first-round pick, a second-round pick, two fourth-round picks, and a sixth-round pick, and both of those guys got paid. They're wide receivers. They're like 29 or 30. Kyler's 25. I'm just like, part of it is, because is it, what, if you had a gun to my head, which happens all the time, uh, if you had a gun to my head. Like right now? Uh, right now, John. <laughs> you don't want to Tell me what you want, Vince. Yeah. Tell me what you want. <laughs> I want to go home. Uh, so uh, if I had to do it four picks for Kyler, what I, I probably wouldn't, okay? like You I, probably uh, wouldn't? Uh, but, but, but. All right, all right. Thinking about what the price is, is it at least three? 
Three ones reasonably for Kyler Murray. I think four is four is right on the money. Four it might be for his age and the quality of player. Because I, I know the because what are the gripes on Kyler, right? It's like, okay, well, he fades in the back half of the season. Plays at, video games at halftime? At, uh, supposedly, yeah. <laughs> like, look, and if he's a shithead, I probably don't do it. He is a shithead. Well, I don't know. And that's I, fine by me. I don't know. Teams love shitting on their own people. You know, like we talked about with the draft. It's like, oh, this guy's a dirtbag at a terrible interview. Oh, my God, we're hoping he falls to 12. Like, it, it's just what they do That's, so yep. is it a bunch of bullshit negotiating stuff for the trying to trash this kid and accentuate yes. stuff that isn't that bad and it sounds bad in the media and whatever so like okay fine so if he's a total shitbag and, and you don't want to do it I, okay don't but but what is the market for a guy like kyler because this is the world that we live in i mean quarterbacks are going to get traded a lot more now because they have leverage and they're able to get the hell out of there and everybody always wants that guy even if he's not a superstar we just Washington. We we saw Washington pay two threes for Wentz, and then and we'll talk about like GM stuff later. But Chris Ballard from the Colts, real sure. smart guy, that Chris Ballard. Well, I I I tend to agree with that, but we'll talk about it. So so two threes he trades Wentz for. He sends one three and gets Matt Ryan back. Like people want quarterbacks like crazy. These mm-hmm. guys are realizing that yes, if I put myself out there on the market. All these teams are going to be jumping at the opportunity to sign me. I mean, if you see that news about Kyler Murray and you're a GM, do you pick up the phone? Yes. Yeah. Immediately. And how many teams do you think do that right now? I mean, with all the quarterback Ten-ish. movement we've seen. Exactly. If like 10 different teams are going to pick up the phone and go, hey, uh, for Kyler, what are you thinking? Like even Jacksonville, let's get super weird. If Jacksonville, they, they picked up, they're like, listen, we'll give you Trevor Lawrence and a first round pick. And you give you gotta us give up Murray. a first to give out Trevor Lawrence. Just, I think you would just swap I'm, at that point. I'm spitballing. I don't know, but it, it's like it, I'm just saying it, it's and, and Trevor Lawrence sucked ass last year. That's yeah, a, that's, that's an Urban fair. Meyer thing, but he sucked. So that that takes a stock down. But like, is it that kind of conversation you can have about Kyler Murray right now? Sure. And and he's not a top five. He's not a top seven. He's probably at the end of the top ten in terms of quarterbacks and talent, and maybe not even depending on who you talk to. Well, and and on that too, I don't want. I don't think four firsts for him right now is ridiculous. And if I'm Howie Roseman and that's all it's going to take for 15, 18, the first I picked up from the Saints and whatever my first is next year, that is nothing. Because once I have Kyler Murray here, once I have this offensive line, Devontae Smith, whatever they pick up in the draft, maybe some free agents here and there, that's a 10 to 11 win football team without blinking an eye. We can discuss what actually happens when you get to the playoffs and whatever. But we've yelled at Jalen Hurts' playoff performance, much like I believe most Cardinal fans, if they exist, uh, um, about his playoff performance. It's talked about the same way. Like, he's not as good anymore. The second half went away. Look at what Nuck does on the field as opposed to off the field. Look how many weapons he has. He's only had 26 passing touchdowns. Everything else is. but So it's just, it's Jalen Hurts with an excessive arm talent, probably a prima donna. And we all knew that when he was coming into the league. Uh, but I don't think it's any different than how we looked at John Elway coming into the league. And I know I wasn't, I was barely alive for it. So I understand, but like, that's how it felt when John Elway was coming into the league and making deals. That's what Eli Manning had done yep. way long ago to make sure that their career is in line, which that's, counts as a Chargers Super Bowl winning quarterback. <laughs> by the way, how funny was so that list? Stupid. That Somebody in great. the discord put like drafted quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl. And I can't believe it. Drew Brees and Eli Manning. 
Manning or, or get checked off because of the Chargers. Like Drew Brees, fine. He was there for a long yeah. time, but he also made huge mistakes in doing so. Whatever. Yeah, but Eli was there. That was so <laughs> funny. It's like, can you really give any credit to the Chargers for Eli Manning? Is that what we're doing here? No. And uh, and I wouldn't I wouldn't think too much about it if if that's all it takes is these four first four first round picks, which is exactly what they were intended to use for. Right? It was there for Russell Wilson. There's no way they could go and get him. Uh, all due respect to our good friend Chef Scott, who believes this is all just to make Jalen Hurts better. <laughs> all this, all these QB rumors, all this, uh, you know, working with Tom House, like it's just going to make him better this year. But besides that, if that is not 40 chess, which Howie Roseman is playing, what what is there to think about? And the fact that the Raiders just paid Derek Carr $40 million to say, I'm solidified, I'm rolling with this guy. Like if... If that's the barrier, if I even hate to say his name, Kirk Cousins is that barrier. If a lot of people have been bringing up very good points, especially now, how do we know where the next generational quarterback is coming from? How do we know when we see Joe Burrow and he suddenly pops up? How do we know that that's Bryce Young in the next year? We don't. I don't like gambling on that shit at all. Give me the quarterback. Give it to me now because a guy that's sustainable – we're looking for Donovan McNabb, and this might offend some people, but Ryan Tannehill is that. Derek Carr is that. Kirk Cousins is that. They're not going to be elite. They might have some elite traits among them. Might be the arm, might be the accuracy, might be their brain, might be whatever it is, but Kyler Murray has massive amounts of elite talent in his legs and his arm. That's good enough. It's good enough. Develop everything else. Push him where he needs to go. Unless you think he's going to completely disrupt your locker room, and even if he does, he should have enough talent to go and win you football games where it doesn't matter. So if we're looking for sustainability, that's your sustainability. Wow. If you're if you're if you're asking okay. me are we are we thinking about like this kid completely dropping off once he gets there and turning into Eric Leaf. Yeah, that scares me, but I don't think that's really happening here. Well, it's funny because this started with you yelling at me, and now you agree with me. Well, I'm saying, where, where were you three weeks ago? That's all. That's all my gripe is. Well, yeah, like because the, 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 the salary <laughs> five cap, weeks ago, ten weeks ago, the salary cap changed so much. The trade markets changed so much. I mean, look at uh, Tyree Kill again. First, second, two fourths, a sixth. I think Russell Wilson was like two ones, a second, and a bunch of spare parts. Tyreek Hill got traded for basically just as much as Russell Wilson. Like, that's insane. And again, a quarterback that's 25 years old with the draft guys, you don't know. I just said Trevor Lawrence sucked ass last year. Let's acknowledge that, okay? That was the golden child. That was the best prospect since what? Andrew Luck? So maybe he figures it out. It was a rookie Carson year. Carson Wentz was too. And, and whatever. Yeah, so like, I, I don't know. I, you, you don't know. And when you get a guy that's been in the pros and is, he's as young as he is and you can get him for that whole rest of his career, which could be... 10 years, 14 years, 20 years if he's Tom Brady, like Aaron Rodgers now. Like, it's just, I don't know. It, it, is it worth it potentially? If you were trading up, he'd be the number one pick in this year's class. Uh, that's that's abundantly Miles clear. ahead. Miles right? ahead of He'd be the number one pick by a mile. So, all right, you're trading up to one. What does that cost? 15, 18, one more first rounder, if not two. Like, it, it's, uh, so it's, the it, same. so it's not completely insane, again, because of the age. If he was a lot older, it's different, but he's so young, and you'd probably sign him for two big contracts rather than one. So, yeah, it's, it's a whole different game. But the, the Kyler stuff is, is fascinating because a lot of it is the personality, and it's also just this is going to happen every year now. So, you do need to know because Kyler, it's going to pop up next year. Lamar Jackson, who hasn't signed a contract with Baltimore right yep. now, that's going to pop up next year. How much is it worth to trade for Lamar Jackson? I don't know. You tell me. Would you trade four ones four for firsts? Lamar? 
Yes. Right? Like it's just <laughs> like I don't know much to think he's, about. He's that. gotten a lot better as a passer. I'd I'd be really open to that. Where as a year or two ago, I would not do it. So you, we're going to be talking about that. It's just, it's one of those things where this is the world that we live in. You have to evaluate. And I, yeah, three, four is like, that's kind of the ballpark now. I'd really like to know why you would be against trading for Kyler Murray. And if you're going to give me, don't give me the surface level arguments, please. Don't text us at 215-509-5833 or jump in the Discord and say, oh, well, you know, the second half. Uh, I mean, the attitude problem, if you, if, that's a, if you feel like that's a thing, fine. But just like Vince yeah. was explaining... Every team does that when you're negotiating. They're not going to say that you're really good to, to harm, you know, any type of negotiation. The fact, I mean, and, and all that aside, the fact that, like, the agent has been, like, I'm pulling everything off the table, guys, that adamant about it, what what are the Cardinals going to do? You're supposed to be in a Super Bowl run here. I, I ultimately think this gets done, and it's nice for us to talk about, but Kyler Murray is not leaving the Cardinals. Probably not. No, there's why would the, why would Air, I mean, like, and that's an organization I don't trust, period, because of how he got there in the first place and Rosen and like so on and so on. I'm not taking my cues from the Cardinals <laughs> on what they think. I think Kyler Murray is a generational talent worth finding out if he is elite. Yeah. Otherwise, it's probably for nothing. At the very least, he's going to be good at quarterback, though. Like, uh, that's the thing. If part Worth of it is, $50 million. And, and this is the same thing. I think it is in part the Russell Wilson argument, right? It's like, oh, well, Russ, late in the season, he's not the same guy. Well, also, he had to carry a lot of the load. And for, for a smaller guy to work as much as you do, at some point, maybe he does get tired. Like, yeah. if Kyler Murray has this run game and this offensive line, maybe it looks a whole lot easier and he's still got more juice for what you need out of him late in the year. I just... I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals are such a weird team. Cliff Kingsbury sucks. Like, <laughs> can we be on that guy's yeah, got? I, who he's said got that a, coming in. Yeah, he's got a killer team, and he's not a great coach. So, like, there's other stuff around him that you go, all right. It's not just Kyler. He's not holding them back. So, yeah, like I, I, I wanted to look into it. Caught it caught my interest. Yeah. So, uh, well, good. Uh, the other thing that caught Vince Quinn's interest, which I think is uh, a, a great tie into this whole. What are the Eagles doing and where do we want them to go thing? Yeah. Um, I had seen the headlines from Ben Volan, from Pro Football Talk, from just like, I just thought it was, this is what I thought was a nothing of a story because I was like, that's so ridiculous. I can't even comprehend how the moving parts would go. But um, Ben Volan was on the Levitard show and expanded on his article, the Boston Globe, that says Tom Brady was basically going to kick out Brian Flores, which happened was going to take over as executive vice president, wait a year, go back to the Bucks and say, hey, listen, he's been here for a year now. Why don't we just catch you, catch you, uh, give you a second round pick? And then Tom Brady was going to, what's the character, Will Ferrell's character in? Uh, <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell. Uh, in, uh, in the ABA movie that he did. Um, oh, Jackie Moon. Jackie Moon. He was going to Jackie Moon. The NFL, like the first guy ever to be in the front office and play at the same time. And yes, that's real, according to Ben Volan. That's insane. I'm with the Lebertard guys. I'm going, wait a minute. That had legs. That was a thing that was going to happen on top of who is going to be the coach. Sean Payton, which Jane Slater couple weeks ago and we even said on the pod i think the saints are waiting around for sean payton to get bored so they can get picked so they were going to give picks to the bucks the saints 
to make sure that this happens. And don't tell me that he didn't want Tyree Kill there because this is still probably going to happen. Well, if this is there, here's the problem with it, though, because one of the biggest complicated things of all of this, and, and I do want to get into a little bit, is like the racial factor of Brian Flores in the lawsuit, which blew up everything. Yes, it, it did. It blew up everything. That is all the reporting, and it makes all the sense in the world. OK, so you and do please that. Please let the lawsuit continue. The NFL has done it for a long time. Yes. All of that is true. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of weight. There's a lot of bullshit, but it, it does get complicated, right? Because for, for this case now. If I remember correctly, Mike McDaniel, who they just hired from the 49ers, he's half black. So are you now as the Miami Dolphins going to get a guy who's a first-time head coach, have him for a year, he's half black, and you're firing him to hire Sean Payton? I don't think you can do it. Like, that's that's the problem. Yes, I they can. Uh, do you th- it's really? the NFL. But now in the middle of the lawsuit, to be the team at the center point of the lawsuit, to, to hire a one-and-done guy, what if he wins 10 games for the Dolphins next year? Oh, well, they won well, nine games for Brian Flores. But that's why you should do it now. Like, if the, Miami already blew They can't it. do it now. Well, they the, could Ben Bowen went on to say he can't do it. Why not? Because of the lawsuit. It's right there. They can't do it now because of they need to get rid of this in a year, you know. Well, but then you're just kicking it all up again. That's why they should have just done it now and gone, listen, like, if I were them, I, I would just lean into the fact that Brady wanted to take over the team. Just go listen. This is what Tom Brady wanted. But they this can't do did. that Why because not? then they'd have to pay a premium to the Bucks. They have to now pay a premium to the Saints because their plan is now in public. So that's washed. Like they can't, you know, they got to just find it, find a different way. And maybe this ends up they just got to pay a premium and Tom Brady ends up there anyway. Well, yeah, Tom Brady's going to be a front office of the Miami Dolphins at some point. That's that's my takeaway. Well, it's it seems pretty clear that he wants to do that because part of it is it, it's abundantly clear he hates Belichick. Hates him. How fucking insane do you have to be to do this? To hate a man, to go after him. And speaking of that, don't tell me now, full circle, I said this the moment the report came out, that Brian or uh, Bill Belichick mixed up Brian Dable and Brian Flores and said congrats on the gig. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. If they got a whiff of like, we need to disrupt Miami getting Tom Brady and playing against us, that's any sniff of that, that's what happened here, too. Oh, Belichick totally blew this the fuck up because he's like, oh, my God, if I've got Brady running the Miami Dolphins no, and, thank you. and playing quarterback with Sean Payton, there's no way. You're going to do everything in your power. And if it's uh, if it's super harmless old man accidentally sends text to the wrong guy, that is the slyest way to hit the nuke button that I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it's he's fucking brilliant. Like, like you say, he's one of the smartest people on the planet. Like, yeah, there's no that's, way. That's a masterstroke move. It is. He just. He, it is. Even though Volan couldn't confirm it, it still seems like that kind of happened. What are the odds? Uh, but my question to you is this: We know all this. If Tom Brady calls the Eagles and calls Jeffrey Lurie and said, "Make me EVP," and let me run the team. And then let me play quarterback in a year. But my condition is no Nick Sirianni, no Howie Roseman. What do you say? Fuck, I hate Brady, but I'd do it. I'd do it. 
I would do it. John, I'm, I'm fucking jumping over the edge. We're going to do it because, look, it's it's Tom fucking Brady, okay? I'm I'm going to believe in Tom Brady. I, the guy gets it. He, he's seen every offense known to man. He just has. He understands everything, answers to the test, all that kind of stuff. So for him to be as obsessive as he is and understand the game fundamentally, I mean, watching it, like, there's clips that go around of him and Belichick talking about Ed Reed and the ways to exploit him and what makes Ed Reed so great at everything. That guy can hire a hell of a head coach. I believe it. I just, I believe that he knows what could be done in the right ways. It's just, can he keep his ego out of it enough where he hires people no. and let them do the job? No. I don't know. I like, and, and would he draft himself all the time is part of the thing that I worry about too. <laughs> he's just well, going to be quarterback. He's probably, yeah. Well, for, for now, but he's only going to be a quarterback for like a year or two. So now you're, you're ultimately going to live with Brady, the executive a lot longer than Brady, the player, but I'd be interested in taking that leap. Yeah, I like. I've seen Howie Roseman. I think he's great at his job overall. I, I really do. I, I think he's a really great GM. But it'd be really fun and interesting with Tom Brady. <laughs> it just would be. I mean, for him, how is he going to build the team? Who are the guys that he picks? What is the front office? How much say does he have in all of the decisions? Is he like a super uh, obsessive GM? Is he basically the head coach? I just I don't know. But uh, to to watch him do it, uh, wherever because he's inevitably going to do this anyway, where, wherever it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be one of the most fascinating and and just completely spellbinding things the NFL's really ever had in the history of the league. I want somebody to do it, but not here. No, thank you. You know, you just described of like when you're going through who knows more about offense than this game, who's played in more big time spots, who's studied the game. Um, sounded a lot like John Elway. He was pretty good. Also, Michael Jordan. Not good. Also, Wayne Gretzky, very bad at the front office. And let me add Larry Bird, also very bad at basketball operations in general. Stay away. There's a reason why players believe that they know better on the field because in the t- what will help them, they know exactly what will help them. But once you're not paid to be like, hey, we've got to keep you happy and we're paying you $27 million, and we don't want the Eagles to call and offer four first-round picks, and we have to take that deal or whatever it is, the moment you're not actively giving jerseys to sell or any of that becomes a very different job. Well, it is it is a very different job. <laughs> do you and think Peyton Aaron Rodgers stayed away from it, you, by the way. Yes, for a good reason. And do you think Aaron Rodgers is a better GM because of what he asked the Packers to do, or do you think it just suits his skill set better? Yeah, I don't I don't trust Rodgers as a GM. I look at Rodgers and Brady the same way and they like this is what's going to help me the most win a Super Bowl, not like what is Jordan Love? What is going to help Jordan Love the most go win a Super Bowl? I don't think they operate that way. Well, and the, the tough side is too cuz th- this is where it gets complicated. Right now everybody wants to play with Brady. Sure. Best fucking quarterback. He's the best athlete uh, we've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody wants to play with Brady. How many people want to play for Brady? I don't know. I don't know. As a non-quarterback, I don't know either. For a quarterback, everybody. So, like, for the first two years, you could probably attract every free agent. You could get those trades. You could get Tyreek Hill here. That might be beneficial. But, again, it's surrounded by what would help Tom Brady win a Super Bowl, not what help these 52 other guys go win a Super Bowl. Well, and, and Brady, for the benefit of Brady, and I know there's conspiracies around this, and I, I do tend to believe them, but... What's conspiracy anymore after this crazy story? Well... <laughs> 
It's all tinfoil hats. The entire NFL. Well, it is, but the, no. But the the one conspiracy I'm talking about is that Brady got paid in other avenues, which is why his salary cap number was so low. Which is the biggest. TB12 exists for a reason. Well, yeah, I I think it is the biggest defining aspect of his entire career is that he didn't get paid like everybody else. And to reshape your roster like that and be as talented as he is, that was the single biggest advantage they had. Plenty of great coaches, plenty of great quarterbacks. That was the game changer to me. So is his quarterback always going to be underpaid? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. So fair. his roster building is going to be different. Maybe I'm talking myself out of this, but something about him, it I it's hard for me to believe that a guy that is so obsessive and determined and intricate with the details, all the diet, maxing out his body the way that he has. I mean, he's really uh, revolutionized a lot of things. Maxing and, out his body. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Can I just say how I insane just, this person is? This man is 44 years old, like has not gotten over the fact that he's been drafted six in the sixth round of the NFL. We'll never get over the fact that everyone thinks Bill Belichick made him. And at 44, this man is still trying to t- dismantle the greatest coach of all time. Naturally, go fuck yourself. This is going to like this is an insane person. This is Michael Jordan's craziness. Why isn't he being called out for that? Stop. This is this is ridiculous. Tom Brady's insane. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, I don't well, want him any, to be. Which is another reason why I don't want him anywhere near my front office. Nowhere close to it. Yeah, You're an know. insane person. You need to go sit down and take a nap and maybe a cold shower and then come <laughs> back and see us. He's a crazy person, but a lot of the most famous, successful people are crazy people. Who is at the top of their game at 44 years old anywhere? Anywhere? Who is an athlete at 44 that's still considered the best of the best of the best? Oh, well, not athletes, but there's plenty of professional people in all sorts of pursuits. There's no person in football that's 44 years old, except for him. Yeah. And still winning, like, I don't know. Look, I think we are very, very green here if we believe that this is just... I, I understand that, okay? All the skepticism around what's, what he's doing and all. I, I totally hear you on that. I don't, I don't disagree, but it's just, could a guy like that build a high-quality functioning organization? I No, I, not I at all. I think he can. Not at all. A lot of those guys I am skeptical. I think a lot of superstars, I don't believe in their ability to do it. Like, honestly, LeBron James, who did build championship teams. Do I believe that LeBron James could build a title contender when he's LeBron done? LeBron James built championship teams. It's so easy to do in the NBA. There's only five well, guys, and they need to be the best at their position. It's easier, and he was the <laughs> definitive best player in the league. So, yeah, he was able to do it. Now that he's older and he's not the same guy, <sighs> he hasn't adapted. The Lakers blew this year. I mean, they sucked this year. He's like LeBron would be a terrible executive to me. But they all are. I, they all are because it's a, it's a, it's another great example that I left out. LeBron wants what helps him win a championship, not the organization. But what helps them win the ch- the title does help the organization. If you're drafting for Tom Brady, but Jalen Hurts is your quarterback, that's not good. That's what I mean. Like you can't look at that and go like, well, I would want this person and this person because I throw this, I do that. That helps opens this part of my offense. If you're seeing it through the eyes of Jalen Hurts, I don't think Tom Brady can do that. Well, I don't know. Yeah, and part of it, I guess, is how much of uh, resentment he has for Belichick. 
in that relationship. And because look, a be- ton. Well, all of it. Well, everything he does. But does he understand? <laughs> and because like clearly Belichick has a lot of say and has a lot of responsibility for Tom Brady being Tom Brady. He just does. Yeah. You, you have to exist and career, be successful and get does. chances and all those things. Mm-hmm. And Belichick gave him all of that and helped him grow. So does he understand what that process was? The values of Bill, the things that he learned. If he knows that kind of stuff and he understands that, then he could foster that. But if he does think it's all him at this point, he's just super corrupted, crazy person to the point of uh, of no return. Then, then he will be a bad executive. But if he gets the value of what Belichick did early, he could make it work. Two one five five zero nine fifty eight thirty three. Brady in uh, as GM and executive vice president. Would you do it? And is Brady insane? Yes or no. Both, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Please join the Discord as well, and uh, we can have uh, some Brady takes, but it would be, I think that would be a a monumental in terms of if that ever happens. Just like Dan Lebitard was right. I want to give him all the credit in the world. Yes. It's an insane story. I just didn't believe it had legs at all until I heard that interview. Well, yeah, because nobody's really talked about it. And that was one of the biggest points that Levitard made. He's like, how are people not talking about this? I mean, I came to know that this story was like a story rather than a loose theory because it was a loose theory when Brady retired. Yeah, it was a loose theory because Brady and, and think about it, too. As soon as he retired, Brady, they were like, so is that it? And he was like, oh, well, you never know. Like, <laughs> like he immediately was telling you everything that you needed to know that he was going to come back and he wanted to play still that something else was up. And then you get all the stuff about the Dolphins. You get Sean Payton retiring like everything falls into track. <laughs> uh, Brian Flores admitted in his lawsuit that he was wooing a quarterback illegally that he did not want to do. He got tricked. Into a meeting is what he claims, and who the hell knows with that, but he claims he got tricked into a meeting with a notable quarterback, which must have been Tom Brady. So, like, going back to the Flores thing, by the way, and the elements of all of this, this is where it gets really crazy and fascinating, too, right, is Brian Flores knows Tom Brady. That's part of the sell, I would bet, to Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, is, oh, well, Brady knows Flores, we've been winning a lot of games, and defensive coach, and great quarterback, and there's a lot of stuff here, so he tries to broker this meeting, but Brady doesn't want Brian Flores. He wants Sean Payton, which makes sense. He saw Drew no Brees. No more defensive he, coaches, please. No. Well, <laughs> he, and he saw he saw what Drew Brees was doing at the end of his career, the yeah. high completion percentages, the efficiency on the offense, the ability to get into the playoffs year after year after year. He wanted all of that. So that tracks in all of the best ways for Brady, right? So for Flores, he loses the job because, and, and it was a shock to all of us. I mean, we talked about that on the show. We were, we were shocked. It just it didn't make any damn sense. Now it makes sense. But... It's, it's crazy because the NFL's racial practices and how fucked up things have been for decades now, really, uh, you could say forever, I guess, uh, it, when it's been like that, Flores was justified to fo- file the lawsuit. But in this case, he just wasn't. It was politics. It was basic politics of this is Tom Brady. You can't say no to Tom Brady. He's still a Super Bowl machine every single year. And you got to go with this guy. If you're if that's what it takes to get Tom Brady, that's what you do. That's why the Bucks fired Bruce well, here's, Arians. Here's my well, yeah, exactly. Bruce Arians got and let's let's clarify that Bruce Arians got fired. Bruce I don't Arians care. got fired because yeah. Tom Brady hated him. And yeah. there's too many cooks in the kitchen as as Volan was going on there. And that was that was going around forever. And everybody going, oh, that's not happening here. But you mentioned. Sean Payton at his offense and I'll just button this up and then we'll move on yeah if I'm looking at Mike McDaniels I'm not moving on from him why would I move on from him if you're if I'm Tom Brady and I'm going like okay you can't have Sean Payton but you can still come to Miami who's interesting to you well if you can get me what they're running in San Francisco I would do that because 
Give me that. Then, then go get me Tyreek Hill, and I'm fine. And that's exactly what they're doing. Because if Tyreek Hill was in San Francisco, that'd be amazing with George Kittle. That'd be amazing with Debo Samuel. That would be close to the Kansas City Chiefs style of offense with a big running game, six and six to eight yards helps Tom preserve the latest of his career. I don't. Th- I think he. That was his second choice. Okay, let me add to this a little bit. Jalen Waddle, reception machine in his rookie year. Little Michael Thomasy, if you want to say, yep. like a lot of short, easy receptions and yards after the catch and all that. So you've got that guy on one side, Tyree Kill on the other side. You have a good defense that's built up. Maybe, maybe he does just say, fuck it, I'll, I'll run with Mike McDaniel next year. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Every, every, I mean, like all Rodgers is running with the young guy. Uh, Broncos are pretty, not, not exactly young uh, with uh, the, uh, I forget his name, the former Green Bay dude that took the job, Hackett. Oh, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, and, and honestly, man, I mean, think about this too. If you wanted to, really, you could get Sean Payton as a consultant. You could get him <laughs> you could, as you could. whatever. Just, just sign him up to TV 12 and honestly just go over that way and just, you're there. Here's Sean Payton's call sheet. Here's what I want you to run. Oh, my God. All right. Yes. I, I I went from it's not happening in a year to it's happening. Unless um, like his, it seems very hard on what what Tom Brady did. I can't get to the Dolphins now, but I might as well buy a twenty million dollar house in Miami, go play for the Bucks, and be in Florida. And when the time's ready, I'll just hop, skip, and jump on a plane. Yeah. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, I told you we had a lot to uncork uh, from from this week. Vince did too. Sitting on that for for these last (laughs) couple of days has been, it's been a lot. I mean, yeah, he's the only guy in the history of the league that really could accomplish this, Mm -hmm. right? Because the notoriety is so great. His ability, because here's the other thing too. Uh, There are a lot of guys at the end stage of their careers that would love to engineer stuff like that. They wouldn't be able to do it. Nobody would trust them. Like even Brett Favre, who was the biggest miracle of miracles for the longest time, it, like he got to Minneapolis and played for the Vikings and got pretty far in the playoffs. Yeah. But it wasn't on that same exact level still of the full command and everybody wanting to play with them. It, it was like he's throwing interceptions like crazy. And it's like, uh, could you really trust him? No. I think anybody in the NFL still trusts Brady with their life right now. And so you can, if you want to go, eh, well, yeah, Tom Brady and the Dolphins two years from now, three years from now, maybe it works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 46, 47. Like, what, a, what a bunch of shysters those Miami Dolphins are. Oh, though, my God. Always it's have been, always will be. Unbelievable. Um, and uh, not shysters by any means. We'll actually have some huge news regarding our own free agency and a couple of re-signings as we go along. Uh, but uh, we do want to give the biggest shout out in the world to our favorite partners in the world. Liquid Death, which is uh, you have been supporting them ever since this podcast has birthed and you can keep continuing to do so. Liquiddeath.com slash bell. And my friends, if you have not seen already on May 19th, is that right? Let me double check. I think that's yeah, actually wrong. See, we have I think such, it's the 14th. We've been running around it's so much. The space brain is real. You know what I mean? It's May 14th. It's May 14th. Which is we are uh, joining forces with our good friend Iraq, uh, the friend, our good friends over at uh, 4th and John, uh, some other, I guess, bartenders that we're still working on for the night. We would love to raise as much money as we can the Thursday before the actual Eagles Autism Challenge. It is going to be at Top Tomato in Center City. Uh, it runs from 9 p.m. to midnight. Everything that is purchased there that night behind the bar, which me and Vince will be behind the bar. We can make you drinks. It'll be fun. 
we'll go to the Eagles Autism Foundation. And on top of that, we'll have some really cool shit to auction off, including a year supply of Liquid Death and their merch, which they never give away. They are auctioning off there. They're going to supply the water for the entire event. So free Liquid Death just for coming in to hang out with uh, all of Eagles Nation. And you could be providing, again, a huge support to a cause that we firmly believe in in uh, bringing action to autism, not just awareness to it. And a very big, exciting event. Thank you so much to everybody that's there, including Philly Sports Trips, who's helping us out with that. E-Rock, who's organizing all this stuff, and especially Top Tomato, who I hear makes a hell of a pie. So... Uh, or whatever they make. Well, over I'll there. make you a know. hell of a whiskey and coke. I'll tell you that. It's, <laughs> I got a heavy hand, man. They might not. Well, no, I think I'm, I think I'm going to have to pass oh, out boy. beers because if I'm passing out liquor, it's going to get messy. All right, uh, uh, Vince is officially on jigger duty, and uh, <laughs> we got to measure those pours. And yeah. I'll, uh, I will make you whatever you want because that's uh, that's a skill that's been with me for forever. If you're an artist, you should be a bartender, or you used to should have. I don't. I don't know what it is now. Yeah, I, I, Doordasher. You I, should be I a Doordasher. I my window. I worked at a pizza shop for. I worked at a Bertucci's for like. I am so sorry. Eight months. Yeah. Yeah, they took my tips. Uh, I wasn't, <laughs> oh, one of those places. That happened two or three times. Just like Chicky and Pete's. Ugh, yeah, the worst. It's it, it was really shitty. But um, uh, yeah. regardless, come out. Um, it won't be shitty. We will not withhold. Vince Quinn's tips as it will go directly <laughs> to the Eagles Autism Foundation. Yeah, I'm not getting tips. That's again May 14th at Top Tomato, 9 p.m. to midnight. And obviously, we'll sit around and close the bar if you just want to talk birds and drink uh, Jameson, because that's probably what I'm going to be doing. Uh, but um, the Eagles right now, and this has been a heavy discussion in the Discord between all the stuff. Gilmore signs with the Colts. Nelson signs with the Texans. Steven Nelson signs with the Texans. Uh, every mock draft possible has Trent McDuffie at 15, which really irks my girk. And then we are talking about Matt Coral coming in as like everyone suddenly thinking yeah. he's Corral. the best. Corral, respect Is my man. Corral? I will Co- never yeah. say that right. Yeah. The OK Corral. No, the great Corral, okay? There's no OK in this man. He's the great Corral, all right? Get all going to get shot up by Doc Holliday. That's Let, all I know. Let's go. Um, uh, if he was playing for the Sixers, Doc Rivers would leave him on the bench. <laughs> but that's that's a whole other thing. But um, is this telling me that Howie Roseman's pants are down and they're just going to force themselves to take a corner that's really a safety? Because that's what I think of, of McDuffie. Like, I think he's intense. I think he hits hard. His press skills aren't bad, but they're not great. So I look... I. When I see him, I actually look at um, Malcolm Jenkins. I think that's who he is. Oh, I don't think that. But at I don't. All. I don't with it like his ceiling. Take okay. two years, move him over. Realize he's not a, that great of a corner. Becomes a safety. That's how I view that. I would be. That's the one thing that will piss me off. As we're live on draft night in the first round, Trent McDuffie at fifteen. No, thank you, Honey Badger. Supposedly, we have an insider in our Discord, which is another reason why you need to get in Very there. Exciting! You heard it here first. Please give us all the credit, but not not any of the uh, what's the opposite of credit? Discredit. <laughs> Discredit. If we're uh, if we're wrong, uh, apparently Honey Badger is signing with the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday for around eighteen million dollars. Now, if that's the price, what the fuck are you doing? And uh, secondly, if it's, I don't think that's happening. I don't think Honey Badger wants to play here. In in all honesty. But if you're stuck with the draft is how you're going to fix the DBs, not a great position to be in. Do we agree on that? No, not even a little bit. It's a great place to fix the DBs. It's There's a 
horrible play. Why? Oh, all right, go ahead. Why? There's so many guys go that ahead. are good. Yeah, there's so many guys that are good. Yeah, yes. go ahead. All right, let's 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 start with uh, the, the man, the myth, the legend already. Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton <laughs> is great. Okay, Hamilton's He'll amazing. be gone by 12. Uh, well, it may be, but if we trade up for 12, I'm okay with that. All right. Like, if, I, if we wound up with one first-round pick and it was Hamilton, I'm thrilled. Honestly, I'm thrilled. That's that's totally good with me. You're probably not seeing Sauce Gardner fine, but that guy's talented. If he falls, great. Or you trade for him, great. Stingley, same thing. Andrew Booth is really good. I would Everybody take him loves Andrew round. Booth. He's really good. Uh, Dax Hill from Michigan is a safety. I, I really like that guy. I think he can play. There's there's so many guys that I think are high-quality talents. Uh, guys that remind me, of, if I was thinking of the modern-day Malcolm Jenkins, that kind of guy, Kyir Elam out of Florida. I haven't watched any of them, oh, so I'll he's, go watch He's him. interesting, man, because like, he's this he's got good size. He's out of Florida, so he's played in the SEC, big school, big games, all that kind of stuff. And seeing his ability to cover, tackle, like it, it just press people. He's he's got a great game to him. I don't know if I fully trust him as the outside guy, but guy with versatility that could move around and especially cover tight ends and do a great job with that, I think he would be killer. So I'm a Kyir Elam guy, but there's a lot of those guys that I like. Brisker is really good. So I think in terms of secondary talent, if you walk out of the draft, or let's say a week after the draft, you're looking at some combination of, let's say, Booth, Elam, uh, and uh, Tyron Matthew. That's an awesome secondary with Darius Slay. Like, I guess. It's that's an really awesome, exciting. It's an awesome secondary with Honey Badger and Slay, and you don't have to worry about drafting one in the first round, especially at the bottom-ass half of it. That's, I like, if you're taking corner, how th- most boards have worked out where you're saying uh, uh, Sauce is gone, uh, Singleton's gone, uh, Stingley. Stingley's gone. I'm sorry. Um, th- I'm I'm not reaching for Booth. I'm not reaching for. That's all reachable areas. Wait until the second round, though. Yeah, I I don't think Booth is a reach in the first. If you ask me, McDuffie is. I don't trust McDuffie. all of these guys are. No, I. I in I, my I, opinion, outside of Sauce and Stingley, I could see Dax Hill being more of a late first round guy. So he might be a little high at 18. Fair, but but uh, man, I, a lot of those other guys at the top. Uh, Lewis Cena wouldn't take either. Scene, scene scares the shit out of me. Can we just get that out of the way There's real quick? There's a lot of people like him in our Discord. Yeah, and that's, I, I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> but like, I, I just don't love him. It, and you know what it is? It's like him, Smoke Monday, who is the greatest name ever, and it, it's something we've all done. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's, it, physical safeties don't excite me anymore. They right. used to. They used well, and Brisk, to. Brisker is not that way, so I, yeah. I get why he's on your and, list. And that's why. Yeah. Dax Hill, same thing. I like, when, And it's tough because you're beholden to highlights. You know what I mean? I'm not going to spend time like deep diving and paying premium services to watch tape and like just watch every fucking snap a guy plays. I got better shit to do. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's just we be all real. Do. Yes. We, all, we all have better shit to do. So, fine. But when you see the highlights, and for Lewis Seen, like every highlight is him coming up to the line of scrimmage and hitting an end around in the backfield. I'm not excited about that. Like, how much do we shit on Jamal Adams these days? Oh, he's just a linebacker. Okay, so now we want to draft that guy in the first round? Yeah, not me. Yeah, yeah, show me a safety with coverage highlights. That's what the game is about now. Can you cover tight ends? Can you cover over the top? If your corner's getting burnt, can you make up for that time and, and swat the ball away? That kind of shit. Like, tackling matters. You don't want a safety that's a weakling out there, right? You can get away with that at corner, not at safety. So, But, but overall, I'm just, I'm with you. But I'm not. I don't trust Howie Roseman to just pick a corner off late first round and be like, "This is great," because you might be right on Booth, you might be right on Hill, you might be right on any of these guys, any of these DBs. 
not happen. I don't want them to touch it in the first round if that's how the board fills out. You can wait. There's plenty of plenty of other talent. Day two, day three. They've tried to do this before. I'm not saying because they failed so many times in trying to do this. We've been over this a couple of times, but it's just I, I feel so uncomfortable with taking any DB unless you're going up to get them. Yeah, I I think a lot, of, and you know, for the safety class especially, because it's crazy the guys that pop up and it's like, oh, this guy's a first round talent, and then you you look at other like mocks and rankings, and they're not even on the list. So like, I don't know what the hell's going on this year when it comes to secondary rankings, but they're <laughs> all over the goddamn place. So could could you probably get a safety in the third that's a fun prospect and like you could see what happens? Yeah, okay, I could live with that. Yeah, you don't have to get a safety in the first round, but. Man, if, if I got a chance at some of these guys, yeah, like Sauce, Stingley, uh, again, Hamilton, I just, I love those guys. Booth, uh, by, I really love Booth. I think it's all, I think it's all 100% smokescreen because it doesn't make, it doesn't make any, it makes sense from a team building standpoint because it's a dire need. I think we were talking about that beforehand and like, oh yeah, Maui's pretty, pretty neatish when it comes down to the yeah. 1520s and we're rattling off a couple of names through there. Like, that's part of the reason why, and I think this is a smokescreen. It does it like it's it's an obvious thing that everyone expects them to do. They need a corner. It's clearly a huge hole there, but I don't think you are forced into doing it at 15 or at 18 at all. I think at best you should trade back from 18 if that's your goal. Go get your offensive player up front or trade for that offensive player up front and do it that way, but I would rather worry about what's actually needed a pass rusher a wide receiver and go do that my i just want to announce my first final first round mock i'm trading up with the jets i don't really give a shit what i have to you know give away i'm giving up a second rounder to go get that I'm, i'm taking burks at 18 give me jermaine johnson give me burks and let's go to work i don't want to mess with corners i don't know how they they haven't been able to develop anybody everyone that says that they do that it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen here. So unless that's a surefire, no doubt about it, 100%, this guy can play ball, I'm skipping DBs until the later days. Look, McDuffie scares the shit out of me, but the, to say that they don't have, like, that you can do other stuff and draft other stuff, drafting a defensive lineman when you have starters there and some depth there, they don't have a starting second You're corner. You're losing Cox and BG next year. Okay, but you don't have a, you literally don't have a second corner right now. You don't I don't have anybody. I would rather roll with, in mind, Honey Badger's here. Okay. Slay is here. Yeah. I don't have to worry about CB2 until August. You're just going to, what, rolling out Zach McPherson? Yeah. Oh, you are sick. Or whoever. You are sick. Because it's, uh, it's just the resources of what, like, I'm not saying, well, and they're going to draft one, too. They that, better. But it's not in the they, first. I'll be so pissed, honestly. If they, they are they, absolutely drafting a corner. In they this should draft. draft at least one corner and at least one safety. That'll probably happen. With 10 picks, they damn well better. I mean, it is, it's gross. If I had to guess, that's all happening day two. They have three picks day two? Yeah, they have a second rounder and two thirds, which is a really good spot to be. Again, because like the safety class especially, I think by the third round, you're guaranteed to have a safety on the team, which it, it, it should be. I would be like, I, I'm so desperate about safety and the Eagles love it so much. I wouldn't be shocked if they draft two. Yeah. It's a good class. Like draft two, go for it. Probably if, early and late, if I if I had to guess. Yeah, unless you draft like Hamilton. Okay, you draft Hamilton. You probably made a major investment. Like if you're drafting him or Dax Hill in the first, which is seen, which will make me sick. If you draft any of those guys, you're maybe not. But yeah, I, I could see them walking away with two. If I were them, I would try. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, but he, let me say this too with McDuffie, right? Because yeah, again, 
I think McDuffie kind of stinks. Like watching all the highlights and stuff, <laughs> it's it's like is he a physical talent and all? Like yeah, I get it, but a lot of the plays are not exciting. Like the really shitty passes by small school quarterbacks that suck, and he happens to catch it because it's an underthrown ball or it's a breakup, but the guy could hardly catch it anyway. Like there there just wasn't a whole lot that was really actually impressive about the guy. When you think about the Eagles' history in Pac-12 and all that kind of stuff, it's like yeah, I don't want Trent McDuffie. I just don't. You know who else so, I don't want? Who? Matt Corral. Can you explain oh. to me why the Eagles are talking to him? Yeah, because they want a quarterback that will throw the ball over the middle and do it quickly. That's that's why. It's 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 classic psychology, right? It's yeah. classic psychology. You that. His name's Gardner Minshew. All right. Well, they they want a younger guy that they think is a higher ceiling. I just he it, doesn't like, have a high. He's the opposite of, Minch, uh, of of Hurts. Sucks. I don't. It's just it makes me so nervous. Makes me so nervous Does, to waste no. a pick on somebody like that. I mean, doing it at 15 is a lot, right? Not at 15, but if they would, I would assume that's second round. Yeah. That's if, your second okay, round pick. Second round is fine. Like, uh, look, oh, yeah. It, I mean, at that point, it's well, like. Now, if that, that creates yeah. a little bit of a problem, if, if that's in tow, like they have to get Matt Corral and they're forcing themselves into Duffy and they're forcing themselves into Burks because they have to use that on a quarterback in the second round. That would make me uncomfortable. Oh, God. If it's Burks, McDuffie, Corral. Yeah, I just, I hate McDuffie. I just, I hate McDuffie as a first-round pick. Or whatever. Pick. You can, know, you can put any corner you want in there. If, yeah. If, if, if it, yeah, like, that's that's my worry. It's just like, all right, it's the same thing that they did with, you know, Hurts to Wentz. Obviously, that's been clarified now. We kind of understand that Wentz was already on his way out. But uh, well, this is a much different situation. Hurts is kind of on his way out. I mean, they, they've they've tried. So yeah, if it's Matt Corral and you you go and compete and do all that uh, stuff, I'd look. I'd be okay with make it. Make me excited about a competition. That's all I'm saying. Don't give me like one half of what the other guy's missing. You know, that's basically what you would have in that QB room in my mind. But well. Yeah, I've it's, been, it's I've been two guys one that, for ten on QB, so who knows? They, they kind of complement each other in what they can't do. Uh, but it so it's weird. But you look at San Francisco and you see what they do every year with Jimmy Garoppolo, and you go, okay, maybe we could beat that. So I, I understand it. Uh, yeah, I'd be okay if they drafted Garoppolo. Of course, would, I just, I, it's I, your favorite person on earth. Well, no, he's not. Russell Wilson was, <laughs> and now I'm, I'm kind of a black hole. Oh, you know who is Conan O'Brien? Conan O'Brien go. is my favorite person on earth. <laughs> So he, he's number one. Um, shout out to uh, Timmy Lynn on the uh, text line for the uh, the suggestion there, too, on Thursday. I appreciate that. 215-509-5833 just says, Matt Corral rumors. Time for two quarterbacks once again, John. So there you go. If it uh, it's the right theory, it's just the wrong personnel. Well, if you <laughs> if you trade Minshew and say you got a third for Minshew and you got a second round pick, you, you took Corral. Is that okay? Yeah, of course, because okay. now you're just <laughs> recouping for the next quarterback you're going to take well, yeah. the next no, year. Right? I don't know if you're going to get a third for Minshew at this point, though, which because he was worth a third a couple of months ago. But now there's been so much movement. Somebody will get injured. I don't even know. Yeah, like maybe during the season or just before to like training camp, you could trade him for a three if somebody gets hurt. Jets always love uh, taking quarterbacks off the uh, Eagles. Hands, so. <laughs> yeah, they took Flacco. That was great. <laughs> it's like you traded for what? Uh, Why? Yeah, uh, and exciting because uh, of all the events. Obviously, you guys asked for this too, but draft night, we're going to fight about all of this. Uh, we're going to be live for round one and probably round two. We're figuring out round yeah, two still itself. still talking about that. But round two will be very casual. I think we want to bring you guys into the mix and maybe get the uh, the Discord going and make it easier. So can obviously join there. We'll be broadcasting live on StreamYard as well, so we can get you if you're not afraid of the video and all that fun stuff too. But for round one... Uh, not only do we want you with us right live at 8 o'clock when this thing gets kicked off, but 
Vince Quinn, we're going to be playing fucking Bell and the Birdman bingo, bingo, and I'm so excited because we're handing out prizes and stuff all night. Well, yeah, and shout out to the Discord for suggesting bingo because yep. we were like, hey, let, let's figure out some stuff to do on draft night that would be fun. We're throwing around all these different ideas, and, th and there was a lot of stuff, but it's like, all right, what can you execute that's going to be fun that, that everybody can get involved with? Bingo is totally the way to go. And so here's what we're going to do, guys, is, is we're going to do something really simple here. In terms of bingo itself, I've already come up with 45 different things to put on the cards. Because, you know, you got to have all these options and they got to randomize it and all that junk. So we need a lot of different scenarios. I've got players that are going to be drafted with the first overall pick. There's five different guys. So if you happen to get that guy that's drafted first, bam, you cross that off. Different players that the Eagles could draft. Trade scenarios. All sorts of things. So I'm yeah. coming up with that list now. So basically... We needed 90 scenarios of things that can happen in the first round. I've got 45 right now. So Yeah, throw some at us. Throw some at us. I'm, I'm trying to get this done. Let's say by Sunday at midnight, the board is done. Okay. We're, we're going to have it fully filled out. So I'm going to give you... The only way we're taking submissions is through the text line or through Discord. So 215-509-5833 if you have a suggestion for the bingo card or join our Discord, which you can go to bellandthebirdmen.com. The invite's just down below. It's easy, real, real easy to join our Discord. And I'm literally, as we talk right now, putting a thread together in there, which is going to be bingo board suggestions. Perfect. So if you've got ideas of what should be on the bingo board, for example, here's one that I was just thinking about uh, that I'm going to add once we wrap the show. Panthers trade down from six. So if you think, because that's, that, that's a big report going around that right is. now. So if you think they're going to trade I around, think that happens, by right? the way. So I'll put that on the board, and if your card has it and the Panthers do it, great. You cross that off your board. So that's the general thing of it, but Bingo Board Suggestions has literally just launched this second in the Discord. So we'll take suggestions there. We're going to do that till Sunday night. What we're going to do is we're also going to be selling the cards, mm -hmm. and this is for the Eagles Autism Foundation. So this is going to be a fundraiser for the Eagles Autism Foundation. We'll have a lot of prizes. I'll get to those in a second as well. But uh, in terms of running the game, what we're going to do is on the Bell and the Birdman store, we'll have all the cards listed once everything's finalized. You'll be able to buy them on the store. We'll send them right to you. And that's how we're going to play the game. So let's get to some of the prizes, John. Yeah, uh, the grandest of prizes uh, is, well, we're either going to send you to an Eagles game, an, oh, an away game, which we have to figure out, or a home game. And that's going to be one of the big prizes. We are sending you to an Eagles game Maybe we put two trips in there as two big grand prizes. Maybe we don't, but somebody's going to an Eagles game for sure. Yes. Uh, we have got prizes from liquid death cases, awesome sauce packets. Uh, the list kind of goes on and on. You've got well, some fu yeah. funky so, good stuff so there too. Yeah, I've got some cool stuff. And and some of these things, I've, I've been waiting for the right opportunity for this. So like... Coming up on five years with the Super Bowl, obviously, you know. And then we're going to so, bury it and say goodbye well, and never yes. celebrate it again. And yes. we'll do all that stuff. <laughs> but but as we're getting ready for it, I've got a 2017 NFC Championship game uh, victory, like commemorative ball that's got like foals on it and stuff. So like uh, I, we're going to give that away. We've got some trading cool. cards. I've got a Devontae Smith rookie card. I've got a Nick Foles rookie card. You can we'll, get five minutes on the podcast. Five minutes on the podcast is going to be a prize for bingo. Also, we have a poster. That's been laying around. So we took this out to a couple of live shows. I got a poster made for the show. It is literally the only one that exists. There's no other poster of the show that exists. We have that one poster. We will sign it and we'll give it away for bingo. So these are all the things that we're going to do for bingo. And again, uh, I'm going to finalize the board by Sunday. And let's say Sunday at midnight, the board will be finalized. We'll have the tickets on sale on Monday. 
and we're going to run it all through the draft. So a lot of prizes, getting on the show, winning some cool stuff, including a trip for two. Heck yeah. To an Eagles game, which is like awesome. So we're, that's what we want to do for you guys. Again, you made this happen. Thank you for the idea. We're happy to run with it. Let's let's have a great fucking time. Yeah, like that's, and, I'm just so pumped. And shout out to, uh, is it uh, uh, Mick? Uh, M.I.K. in the Discord, he was, he was getting the ball rolling early when we suggested it because uh, he was suggesting maybe we should do like offense, defense throughout the time. And that's still something we want to play with. Maybe just like a Discord only game. We're still trying to figure that out. Maybe incorporate that to bingo. But just wanted to tell uh, him thank you so much for the suggestion. Um, uh, F-Ball Freak also with, with that a little too. You could do mock drafts. Each pick you get right. That's something we want to do for next year in the big one. But yeah, we want to make the drafts like one big party every year. Uh, and Certainly, as, uh, as as things get a little more sunny and a little brighter, uh, we'll be uh, doing a lot more events. And man, this is just a great way to kick it off. Very excited to do it, guys. Woo. Thank you so much for all the suggestions. Thanks for listening to an extended pod as we're recording this on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, next week, probably a lot of hitting you hard and, and furiously with uh different draft coverage the way we like to do it so thomas peterson is going to join us we'll have some primers ready uh we'll go over names and, and really just by the name only we'll do some uh mock drafts that way it's going to be a fun week leading up to this big bingo thing vince it's going to be awesome yeah I've, I've got some draft takes by the way that have been popping up that we haven't had time for but we'll, <laughs> we we will get to all that stuff very soon it's going to be awesome now let me let me ask you this there's a couple yeah. of little things that we haven't been able to really get into yeah some some so before we get out of here first one Jalen Rager, John. Teams are calling about him. What do you think? Yeah, I bet I bet Howie Roseman's telling you to tweet that. Yeah. Jonathan Clark or whoever. Yeah, it's, I mean, was that not the most like complete <laughs> bullshit? We did that, by the way. I forget, uh-huh. but I saw and then people like, <gasps> and then like Rager was the conversation for an afternoon on Twitter, and it was like, guys, why are we doing this? <laughs> what like, do you think we could get for him? I don't know. A used tire? How about a bag of chips? <laughs> that's pretty much every Rager trade conversation, yeah, that's, right? That's pretty much what there it is. And, like the only thing of substance is Lavisca Chenault and trading him and doing a swap with the Jags, which would be fun. Yeah, Doug, like, you remember how much fun you had? Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, are you dying to bring back Jalen Rager? He's probably like, no, I'd rather try the guy that I haven't worked with. You like Chenault, right? You want a worse version of that? Great. Yeah. Fantastic. So Let's I, swap. I, yeah, I don't I don't really see that happening. I don't think anybody actually wants Rager. I just, I think they're stuck or the, you just got to man up and cut him. But the, the, Same there th- were, the, the Dillard syndrome. <laughs> yeah, there, there were there were trade rumors and at least Dillard figured it out a little bit. He's got some value, but yeah. my God, Rager, Rager just stinks. So that was one thing that happened. Also in the in the receiver news for the Eagles, they signed a former Olympian who like he hasn't played football we, in we t- six years. Do we touch on Devon Allen a little bit or no? No, I I don't think so. I don't even know if it's Devin or like no. Yeah, but it's in the first place. Yes, the Oregon receiver from 2016. Yes, ah yes, who wasn't that good at Oregon to begin with in the first place. Well, um, yeah, but and, and it's like it's it's just such an interesting story, though. Like the guy, it's not. This is oh t- no, this I is disagree. Cut by the the cut b- before training camp gets let out. It was nice knowing you. There's a lot of beat writers who are going to go. You know what? I didn't expect much from a guy who haven't played football in four years. But I gotta say, Allen's pretty quick and he catches a ball pretty well. I wouldn't count him out just yet. Five <laughs> posts of that this summer. But yeah, there's going to be a bunch of those, and he's ultimately he's a practice squad guy this year at best, yes, and then and then he goes from there. But but to just think about a guy that was in the Olympic scene and all that, and trying to get back in. I just I don't know. Just as a guy, I'm just interested in the guy. You know, he's he's a everyone fascinating is. story. Everyone is because so, it's an Olympian that has not played football in four years. Yeah, it's that's I don't know. the story. So yeah, that and that's about <laughs> as far as it goes for now. What's but, the ceiling for him? 
What's the best outcome in your mind that he comes in and it, like is he Vince Bapali of this generation? Well, yeah, I mean he would he would he'd have to play special teams for now, but Has also it, but if he could figure it out, it would be the kick highest returner, right? The highest level is kick returner, wide receiver for he's with the team for a couple of years and and he's okay. You know what I mean? Like that's which is fine as a as a shot in the dark. Absolutely, I'm rooting for him. It'd be a fun who lasts story. longer, Allen or Quez Watkins? Oh, uh, oh, Quez. It's it's not even close, but. Quez has gotten really good. And, I don't know. I, mean, Quez I don't know. I honestly, that's where that's the only thing that's interesting to me. I think that guy could be just as good as Quez Watkins, and I don't know what Quez Watkins' ceiling is yet. All right. Well, that's <laughs> uh, to me. I take that as a massive compliment from what you were just saying about him. I mean, well, I'm just saying, like Quez that's to me. That is the and a, best. And a potential too. That's the best reality I think of this situation. Wouldn't you think? Is he becomes the new Quez? For a lot cheaper. Well, yeah, and if you have multiple Quezes, which is what they kind of wanted, right? They were, I mean, John Hightower existed in that same draft. They just drafted him before Quez. Yeah, yeah, he just couldn't catch. So, like, they they do <laughs> want that. So maybe maybe Allen becomes something in a year. You Become know, the like, Philadelphia Eagles drafting get, uh, draft wide receivers that can't catch and quarterbacks that can't throw. There you go. I mean, hey, try it. Try always try Olympians. All right, if you got a great athlete, like, there's no harm in just bringing them in. Yes, and seeing there what happens. is. Yes, there is. They never make it. Everyone has this idea, like because the Eagles drafted Jordan Mailata, now suddenly every person that they bring in that's not a traditional football-looking player is going to make it. Did we forget about the two Canadians that were playing rugby in Canada nearly two years ago who were on this team? Do you remember them? You don't? Great. I don't. I only know it because I was in the goddamn locker room with... I, it started with the Z. I don't even remember what his name is. But that's the story every year. There's somebody outside of the league that's got really athletic prowess that they'll give a shot on and that's all the story is. Yeah, I'm I mean sorry, that's, that's usually where it goes and that's okay. But I just I don't have a problem with getting an elite <laughs> athlete and just going, "Ah, let's kick the tires. We got 90 spots on the roster. Who cares?" That is some loser ass shit right there. Ah, uh, it's no, it's that's it's a, that is. it's a cost you nothing gamble. What's the 90th roster spot on your practice squad? You know? Do do find a guy that's never played football in in 4 years. Don't spend money on guys that have proven themselves or trade for them. I've changed on that because the cap changed. It's all scale. It's all scale. You can't like it's it's a different the, the values of those contracts change dramatically when you know what the cap is. It just does. So yeah, my my thinking on that has flipped in the last two weeks. It, it just has. <laughs> I love the new Vince Quinn. Wants to trade for Kyler Murray for four for four first rounders. Doesn't mind making big splashes now. See now you're getting now you can sit on this side of the table with me. <laughs> we are we are on different tables right now. We are we are actually sitting at different tables. But uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I, I thought that was an interesting story. Also, here's another one. Oh, little, there's more. Little, little quick one. Okay. Yeah. There's there's uh there's really t- two more. They're kind of like little very quick things. Philadelphia Stars, baby. Yeah, what, are we paying any attention to uh, the USFL or not? I think uh, in peaking? terms in terms of the rules and how they play out, I'll definitely watch a game. I I, I guarantee you. I mean, I've I've watched all these leagues. I have a San Diego Fleet shirt from the Alliance of American Football. You own a Patriots Super Bowl Fifty Two jer- or s- shirt. Yeah, because so. they lost and it was hilarious. <laughs> so I bought one of those shirts. It was really funny. Uh, so I do have one of those. And yeah, I, I'm looking at Stars Gear. I looked at their website. I might buy a jersey. They have jerseys for like seventy bucks. I was like, this looks pretty cool. I might do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on the stars. Their mascot is Blob, by Blob, the way, yeah. which, which they named from a Twitter poll. They so did. That Not was, Astro or Comet or anything. It's I just was, Blob. I was rooting for Galaga. I thought Galaga would be an awesome name for like a goofy looking because he kind of looks like 8-bit. 
So he's, ah, he's like a right. goofy little space devil kind of thing going. So I was like, yeah, he's got like a Galaga vibe. I would call him Galaga. But anyway, they probably get sued. Who knows? So, uh, this, But the stars are getting going. We'll see where that goes. And then, uh, holy shit, I just started watching Barry. I don't know how it took me so long. But yeah, welcome. Uh, you through the first season? Burned through it. Okay, yeah. You're, yeah, you're in. I can't talk about it anymore. Uh, wait till season two is done. Then we can get into a discussion about it. But it, yeah, we have a TV season section. Season three is coming. Season three is coming. Oh, wait. We, no, there's not three seasons. I'm, I'm only thinking there's... I thought there's three seasons of the show already. No, 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 no. Uh, unless... Yeah, because Dana was telling me... So Dana's my girlfriend, by the way. So so Dana was telling... Because we've been watching Hi, the show together. Um, right, she was we'll saying that season then. three is right around the corner. So that, I think you have it right. I'm confusing my shows. Yeah, but yeah, oh Barry, Barry's an awesome show. We will talk about that on the next episode for sure. Dude, it's unbelievable. Uh, and then um, for all the nerds... Overwatch 2 is, is creeping up very close. Oh, so I can't wait for that. I just want to make sure all the nerds are together. Launch date. Like, we might have a Bell and the Birdman clan. We don't know, but Can we want to. do clans? It pisses me off you can't have clans on Overwatch. You got to, like, figure it out on your own. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. We'll figure, that, we, yeah, we know where we're at. It pisses me off. But anyway, I'm a, I'm a classic clans kind of guy. <laughs> if you're an Overwatch player, let us know. Uh, we assume the launch date's going to be happening in the summer. And uh, especially in July when there's not a ton going on, be ready to rewatch old games and play video games because uh, I think that's what that's some part of what we want to do. Yeah, too. it's the so, best way to spend the summer, man. Uh, let us know if you have any other suggestions outside of Overwatch, outside of Barry. Uh, Discord is always available for you. Text line is always available for you. 215-509-5833. With that being said, this Saturday marathon uh, podcast is going to come to an end here, my friend. So uh, any final thoughts here? I'm fucking exhausted. We did, yeah. We covered a lot of ground here, yeah. dude. I, I'm glad I had a coffee before this. <laughs> I was, I was feeling okay, but Me I was too. like, man, we're, we're really going to get into it. I should probably grab one, and uh, it, it worked out. I'm getting very excited for uh, draft week. It is. Uh, we're less than two weeks away now. It's nice to say. It feels like it's been going on for years. So that's usually how it happens. I'm just excited to do it with you guys and uh, have a lot of fun and. So much more to get through and tell you throughout the summer, especially with that uh, you know second studio that we just mentioned up front, yeah. which we'll be moving into on Monday. Appreciate your patience as always. That is Vince Quinn. I am John Barcher. There is no Taylor Cradatis because he's lifting weights, getting ready for another move. And we will see you on Tuesday, everybody. B-I-N-G-O, 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 and Bingo was his name. name